Let's do this. Hello and welcome to X Players episode 18. I'm Alex and I'm joined today as always by my glamorous co-host Tyler. Today we're going to give our insights on how Xbox needs to get their heads back in the game. You know, after the disastrous launch of Halo Infinite, the lack of exclusive titles and what feels like numerous shots in their own feet over the last few weeks. But don't worry, we're not here to bash Xbox, we're here to have some fun and maybe give them some friendly advice. So sit back, relax and enjoy the show. I mean, wasn't that just a lovely intro, Tyler? I managed to do it in one it take. Was. It was. And you progress. didn't have to say Activision Blizzard acquisition. So that's always we'll get a to that. We'll get to that. Uh, how you doing? It's been a wee while. Yeah, it has. It has been a few weeks. But no, no, I'm good. Keep busy. Plenty going on. Always. Yeah, and the same in the case for you. Getting famous. Getting famous? I don't. I, I wouldn't. I hardly say famous. Um, I've probably had a few little side hustles on the go, <laughs> mainly being VR, which has taken up a lot of our time. But I'm sure many of you that are listening know about that, so I won't go into it again. You're fed up of me being a lorry talker about it. But yeah, it's been good fun. Enjoying, enjoying some fun on the other side. And as I was alluded to in last week's crosscast, I am a hypocrite. Yes, a hypocrite. Yes, Dan. That's right. I know. Here we are to just show how much of a hypocrite I am. We're going to have a whole episode where I'm going to slate Xbox because that's just how I feel at the minute. To be honest, fair, Tyler. <laughs> I mean, yeah. at the minute, like you've gone through periods of you've just been in like a six-month stint of being various levels of grumpy old git. It's just that the direction of it's changed. It's like not purely at Nintendo now. Oh. It isn't purely at Nintendo now, to be fair, but I, I think I'm just working towards like various levels of becoming one of our patrons. Eh? I think I just want to aim for like King of the Grumps, but I'm trying to be a bit happier. You're not going to get above Prince, let's be honest. Mark does it too well. He does, he does. Um, but let's not start into a negative note. Let's have a wee... See, it's been a wee while. What have you been playing, Tyler? Yeah. Um, I have been playing a lot of Loop Hero, which... I'm kind of surprised by, but also not. After the amount of fanboying bended over it, generally based on what you said he liked about it, I was like, I probably like it, but I don't really have a place in my gaming time for it. And then, yeah, they stuck it on Game Pass, and I was like, well, no excuse not to now. And that particular day, I was like, I've got four hours of meetings that I'm just going to sit on mute for, so let's give it a go. And like Vampire Survivors and Hades and various other games, most of which has been suggested by Ben, I am now painfully addicted to it. I can't sit on my PC for more than 20 minutes without firing it up. Apart from a recording. Of course. I mean, I've been, I've been fairly similar with Luke Piro, so what I ended up like... I had it on PC last year, because I think when they gave it away free in Epic, I picked it up. I never ever actually properly played it and then when it came to game pass i was about like right my steam deck was new i could get it running nicely on the steam deck it was sitting on my desk and i just couldn't stop playing it like it's so addictive still don't necessarily have any idea of what i'm really doing i know i'm just going round and i need to like get the cards and kill things and keep going and maybe like obliviate certain things so that they don't kill me and get round as many times as i can before i lose what i'm collecting but i don't really know what the purpose of that is no i'm not 100 sure i'm like i think i'm looking at it from a pretty two-dimensional point of view yeah it's just like get around as many times as you can i'm kind of starting to see how like setting it up so that like your the corners of your screen i'm putting like one resource per corner because if you tile them close together you get additional buffs and stuff like that right um but yeah past that i'm probably like there's probably a handful of mechanics i'm still missing yeah. I got through like a whole game the other day and then realised that after a while you can start unlocking perks as you level up. I didn't realise that. And I basically well, that's the one with the right, bu- the right bumper button. I can't that? remember. I'm actually playing it with mouse and keyboard because um, I'm doing a lot on PC. I, I, can't be, I can't go that far. I mean, I, mean, I might play it on a PC or a Steam Deck, but I can't be using a mouse and a keyboard. Come on. It's me... only because it, it's one of the few games that I've actually found more comfortable to play with a mouse and keyboard. It feels more intuitive. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm not sure what the, the button thing 
the button yeah. mapping translates to. Um, but yeah, I didn't realize that as you level up, you get like traits or perks or whatever. The, you know, so those whatever are the ones. With. They're the ones that like you like bank ten percent of your findings as you go around a loop and yeah, stuff, stuff like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah. I basically got like 10, 15 laps through and not realized that they were there. It's like, oh, this is why I'm struggling because I should have been unlocking these and using them. Yeah. So but it's nice. Like it's it adds mechanics at the right pace so that you're like, okay, I get it. And then it adds it when you're like, okay, it's going to take me a few runs, but I'll pick that up as well. It's, it's been quite good for that whole, you know, Xbox, you get like 50 points for an achievement every day and Microsoft reward points, but now they've changed it a little bit, so it's only on Game Pass games, but it auto-pops with the Game Pass games, so you don't need to remember and go into the app and click to get it. So it's better, but it's worse because it's only in Game Pass games, but it's been quite nice at just ticking a few achievements, like one a night, 50 reward points, banking the, like, you know how I love a reward point? Oh, so yeah. Been, it really works quite nicely for that. We still need to do that episode where you talk me through getting <laughs> like setting it all up and actually no saying that. I think I looked into it the last time we spoke about it and it doesn't it's not supported where I live, so Do you need have... to live to Rio, move to a real country? Yeah. So VPN Tomfool will probably get around that. Probably not worth it though, because I think it would need a lot of VPN Tomfoolery because they change it like every second day at the minute, it's changing constantly. And what and what does and what doesn't do. But... Right. But yeah, Sadiq Hero, great little game. Probably shouldn't have slept on it for as long as we did. As usual, Ben was sort of bang on the money when he said we'd probably all like it. Don't say as usual. He's got a big enough head. <laughs> Watch it, because you know Dan's going to rip into both of us, probably. Oh, that's uh, that, what's new there. Yeah, it's true. It's fine. fine. Man with the shallowest banter in the community. <laughs> I'm I'm not getting involved. Right? That's you you two could fight your battle between you. I'm staying out of it. Um So yeah, other than that, um I have played all the way through the Forza Horizon rally expansion and loved it. Like with everything Forza, I've gone and three starred everything because I don't know, I have that weird comp- like obsessive compulsive thing with Forza where if I can see an empty star I'll keep replaying it until I get it. Yeah, I haven't um, gone that far with it, but I have finished it and I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I think I tweeted, I think I said something like really, really irrational, like it's probably my favourite Forza DLC to date, and I'd probably stand by that. I think just for some of what it added, I think it just gave me a. I think it's at a point in time where it gave me something a little bit different to what I was expecting and to what I wanted, and it was I, d- I didn't know it was what I wanted. Yeah, but I get it really was what I wanted. Yeah. I get that completely. It's like it's the Hot Wheels thing was cool. It was a lot of fun, but it was too far removed from as much as Forza Horizon isn't, you know, it's not a racing sim. It's fun. It's arcadey and all that good stuff. But the Hot Wheels thing felt like it was leaning very much on the, this is just silly in the best way. And I did thoroughly enjoy it. But this kind of brought you back to a adjacent to what it's supposed to be kind of thing. And like things like the pace notes, just a fun little addition that, yeah, not everyone was a big fan of, admittedly, but I quite liked it. It felt like I was playing almost, it's almost like a mod to a base game, the way it felt. And I liked that yeah. a lot. I liked it. And the new map was really good. I liked like, it was a really well designed island yeah. or section. Like it just yeah, it. really it, well designed. It didn't feel, it still felt like you were in Mexico. It didn't feel far removed, but at the same time, it wasn't. It wasn't the same map you were used to, which was nice. The, yeah, was yeah really and the well terrain, done. the terrain was just so well done. Yeah. Um, so well, it was all. It was all really well done. Which we come to expect from Forza. Um, just a shame we're not seeing it, everything else, but it's really well done from first parties at the minute. But yeah, yeah but you, know, you take what you can get. <laughs> Getting used to that, aren't we? A little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only other thing I'd. In anticipation of Redfall, and because everyone loves saying how good the arcane games are, how much they love them, and as much as I've got no reason to doubt it, I've never actually played all the way through one. I think I've started a couple of them, and then for whatever reason just fallen off. Um, So I was like, right, I'm going to download Deathloop. I'm told it's the shortest one. It's the most recent. Good excuse to flex the muscles of my PC, because I haven't really done that outside of Forza since I got it. Um, I think I've played two or three hours and I just, again, I've just fallen off it. I think something about Arcane's 
storytelling or style, or it might just be that I'm burnt out on most first-person shooters, but it's just not clicking for me. Yeah, and, and I, I think we were kind of chatting about this offline earlier, and I think it, it's a bit of where a lot of us are in terms of games at the minute, not necessarily an arcane game or a shooter game or just games in general, where I feel a lot of us just now have just hit that little lull where we're like, I want to play something and I want to enjoy something, but nothing is nothing is like ticking that box to make us enjoy other than like the kind of proper comfort footy things like vampire survivors like loop hero like forza when you don't need to think about it anything i feel like anything that needs proper investment proper time and proper storytelling and understanding just isn't hitting the mark at the minute like maybe it's just me but i feel like there's a few of us that are a bit similar just now yeah no i think that's definitely it like you know i was so i finished what was i playing i think it was inscription that I finished and I was like, right, well, I've got time for, no, it wasn't an inscription, it was Metroid Prime. And I was like, right, I've got time for one more game between now and Zelda that's portable that I can play, you know, while I'm sat around with my little boy or my daughter or, you know, when I should be working and I'm on mutant teams meeting. Um, And I started Monster Hunter Stories too. And it was like three weeks ago. And I've put, I think I've just got to the 10, 11 hour mark today. And it's just, I can't, I'm almost not finding the time to invest in it where where there's other games where I've just been like, I will put my life on hold outside of like my family to make time. And I just haven't got that enthusiasm, I think, for anything at the moment. Yeah. No, I completely agree. But we'll get there and it'll come back. I can probably come back for you. I'd imagine it'll be back for you in Tears of the Kingdom hats. Maybe, maybe not for me, but. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Redfall as well. Like you know, even yeah. if I'm not going to gel with arcane games, I think probably that weekend, just next weekend, no, not not next weekend, the weekend after, where Redfall comes out, I can see a bunch of us saying that should we stay Let's up late? It. Should we stay up late Friday, Saturday, and do a, a good session where you know there's three or four of us we play with the co-op, all kind of have a bit bit of a good time on it, share our thoughts on it, or maybe the crosscast the following week. That I'm looking forward to, because we haven't done that with a game collectively for a while. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I completely agree. Um, anything else? Is that it? No, that, not is that it. It's not me trying to shut you up. No. I'm just a yeah, bit like, no. but yeah, is that it? Yeah, no, <laughs> nothing, else, nothing else from me. You let loose on your... I've, well, there's only one other thing I've played, and it was a game that I've been given a code to have a, a a little review before it comes out. But it's one of those um, what's one of a nice term? It's an easy, easy achievement type game. Uh, don't want to say anything too derogatory about it. It's a nice little game actually. So it's called. I'm going to get this wrong, but it does say it constantly in the game. So it's Gematomi. and okay. that's how. So it's, it's basically, it's a, like a versus puzzle game, like almost in the like so in the kind of like Puyo Puyo like that kind okay. of Puyo Puyo Tetris like you're you versus either the computer or another and it's like whoever can clear the screen first or um can I kill your opponent so basically says you can either clear or crush that's that's the aim for each round you either need to clear all the gems on your screen or you need to crush your opponent by sending like lines across to their screen so it's kind of of that ilk and they're quite happy to see it as of that ilk but it's a little bit different so it's not like you're not just like trying to join up like match four and then they disappear it's more you have a little cannon a bit like um it's a bit like peggle so you've got the little cannon and you're firing the ball towards what you want to hit and it gives you that it gives you a little like trajectory of where it's going to go and where it's going to bounce and all that and basically you need to clear six gems in a row and if you clear six gems that sends like souls i think it is to like build up on the other player's screen to then build yep, their sides down and that's really it like so you have like six different campaign modes um or six different campaign characters so you basically want to play through each of them once and you're like six stages per character you've got all different difficulties each character has their own type of ability so like some will push it push the things down more some will like lock gems so that you need to hit them more times before they disappear like different bits and pieces like that the kind of things that you'd expect in this type of game but it is it's like a bit of a mashup of all those kind of games like kind of breakout um puyo puyo peggle as i said yeah. um there was a few others they mentioned in the press release that i'd never heard of but i think it's more kind of japanese style and it is that kind of japanese yeah, puzzle yeah. style 
um, although it all feels very Greek. Um, okay. It's like the way it's all set up and like the, the font that they use and some of the names of the characters and everything feels like it's almost got a bit of a Greek theme. Um, not really sure because I can't really pick up on I think there's supposed to be a story there but I don't think it really matters if you pick up on the story or not in this type of game. But it has like your arcade mode, it's survival mode, so basically how many fights you can win in a row. It has like tutorial modes on um, versus modes. So it's quite a lot there. I think it's about I can't see a price on the store yet because it doesn't come out until the 28th, but it says about 12, um, about 15 euros. So I'd imagine UK, that's maybe about 12 pounds, yeah. which, don't know. I think for this type of game, if you like that type of game, you got a lot of fun out of it. You've got a lot of mileage out of it. If you're going to play this type of game just to get the achievements, that's quite Yeah, steep. it's a price to pay, but do you yeah. mean someone, someone like you, because you have a definite affinity for puzzle games yeah i would probably get 12 pounds worth out of this yeah um but it, it exceeded my expectations i was thinking this is just going to be one of those oh you get the achievements in half an hour and that's fine i wouldn't play it again yet the puzzle nature of it is quite addictive and you probably take maybe maybe a good couple of hours maybe a wee bit longer to get all the achievements because you need to complete the arcade mode for every character to get all the achievements the rest of them are fairly straightforward but that bit would probably take a wee bit of time but that's see Worth looking at if you like that type of Puyo Puyo type of game, Puyo Puyo Tetris, all those classic columns was the other one I was thinking of, quite like columns like, um, or if you're just after the achievements a wee bit steep, but see that's Gemitome and it comes from Route 5 Studios and it's published by Ritalica Games who are famous for their easy platinums and achievements, so yeah, worth a look if you like that kind of thing. That's been it. I don't think I've played anything else. You're not going to confess to your embarrassing admission in the notes. Oh, 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 yeah. I'm <laughs> throwing you under the bus now. You did, you threw me under the bus. But basically, I played an hour of Ben 10 Power Trip just to get three achievements to get the punch card on the Microsoft Rewards points. So it's 500 points for three achievements in that game. And the only reason that I had to play that game was because the other games that were in the. So basically every month they'll have like a different type of game and if you unlock so many achievements in that, it's like a themed yeah. reward card. And all the other games that were available to play, I'd already played. So I had to just pick that one because that was going to be the easiest to get like introductory achievements. Um, so I played an hour of that just to get the three achievements and then canned it off. But I got 500 reward points. So nice. they all add up. My son's played through, I don't know if he finished it, but he's played through a good chunk of that game. It seemed like... It wasn't that bad. It's like a wee mini open world type game. It's probably quite good for kids. What was it that reminded me of the first party from the 360 era? Um, Cameo. No, Cameo was a good game. No, I'm not saying that. (laughs) I'm not saying it was as well polished and as well finished, but the the gameplay style... I know what you mean in terms of flicking between the characters and stuff. Yeah, and and the abilities and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can understand where you're coming from, but it's a little bit of a disservice to poor Cameo. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not saying it's as good as Cameo. It's never, you know, know I mean, it's a game about an established kids show franchise. You're expecting, at best, maybe a 6 out of 10 quality wise. It it falls more into the Paw Patrol camp than it does the Cameo camp, but... Um, yeah, yeah, no, I get that. But I just, yeah, I couldn't think of anything else to like but, it to. I, I do know what you mean, but I'm not letting you give that level of service <laughs> to Cameo because I really liked Cameo. I've got nothing against it. I enjoyed, I remember playing the demo. I can't remember whether I actually picked it up, but it'd be on Game Pass, so I might get back it to it. It is on Game Pass. Go play it. Go yeah, play I will. It. It's worth I will. it. Yeah. So that's what we've been playing. And as usual, we'll have a quick look at what we're going to be playing. We've probably mentioned the big one, but I'm just going to run through going to back in time a little bit to some of the games that have already hit and what's coming to Game Pass over the next couple of weeks. So we've got Minecraft, Le- Minecraft? Minecraft Legends um, on the 18th, it came out. Coffee Talk Episode 2, Hibiscus and Butterfly was in the 20th, along with Medieval Dynasty, which hit Xbox One on the 20th. It was already on the series and PC. Um, Homestead Arcana came out on the 21st. Cassette Beast is coming on the 26th, just in PC. We've got Blaz Blue Cross Tag Battle Special Edition on the 27th, along with The Last Case of Benedict Fox on the 27th and Redfall on the 2nd. So, two first party games within two weeks. That's yeah. unheard of. No, can't complain at that. And I mean, no. Benedict Fox, you've been looking forward to since it was announced. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to Benedict Fox. Um, that's one of those that. 
I think I played the demo, I played it at EGX, I really liked what I played, I like the style of it, I like everything about it, and I just hope it doesn't disappoint. <laughs> That's yeah, I, I And I don't it, think it will. No, I think we're probably in for a winner then. Yeah. I think if the other stuff in there, like Blue, on paper I should love it, but based on, I think his arc system works, based on every game they've ever made, as much as I love the way they look and I have a load of fun playing them, I am so bad at them, it's painful. And it puts me off playing them for any length of time because as soon as you play against anything other than easy mode, I get my head kicked in for want of another way of putting it, and then rage quit. Yeah, but very cool looking game. If you like any kind of high skill fighting game, you'll probably have a lot of fun with that. I mean, I'm not very good at high skill fighting, but I'm still like the only fighting game I'm looking forward to is Street Fighter Six, just because I really liked playing that at EGX as well. So I played yeah. the demo of that this week too at the PS Five. Got its demo a couple of days early, but the demo for that is coming to Xbox this week. Um, and anyone who who may not have any interest in Street Fighter Six, play the demo. You will like this game. It's very, very good. Very, very good. Right. I'll Just put to, I'll put yeah. that on the have a go list. Yeah, I think you should. Like, I know that's completely derailed from Game Pass editions, but play the Street Fighter Six demo. Public service announcement. Do it. Fair. Yeah, Redfall's the big one though. I think I I will probably chuck in um in our WhatsApp and Discord as well. Like maybe see if we can arrange for the let me see what date it is the Friday that that comes out or the Saturday. Yeah, so it comes out on the second. The Friday was the sixth. Really inconvenient because it's the day after a bank holiday. Yeah. Well, you um, can buy the bite back edition and you can get it a few days early for like. Yeah, but we're not going to get six. Or we're seven not going to do, do that. But no, no that we're Friday, not going to do it anyway. That yeah. Friday, the fifth or the sixth, I think if we get if we try and do a community night for a bunch of us, um, I think we could have a lot of fun with Redfall. Maybe even make it one of those things where we we do a few of them over the course of like six weeks. Yeah, no, I think that sounds like a good plan. If you want to get involved, come join our Discord. It, um, but yeah, we'll certainly be a few of us playing that that week, and I'm really looking forward to finally getting my hands on it. It's We'll, we'll come to that in the next section to be fair but I still think it's going to be a good game it's going to it is going to be a good game yes it's it definitely is. going to be a good game um, the other one it's a shame that Elena's not with us anymore because I feel like Homestead Arcana is like such a Lelena game yeah um, it's very it's like, pretty looking witchy witchy Stardew is that, is that a fair yeah like, kind of I feel kind of it's that thing that like Square Enix have been shitting them out one a month for about the last 18 months, that sort of like cosy, farmy, sim, like you say, stargy, just with various different takes and skins on it. But it does look cute. Like the little cat in it made me smile because cute little anime cats are great. Yeah. In fairness, I think all the games that have been added in the next couple of weeks have got potential, like cassette beaks. Cassette beaks? I, I just should stop doing this because... I clearly just can't grasp the English language. Um, I was on a course this week and I got sat at a table for Scandinavians and that was fine until I sat down and started speaking to them and the girl sometimes like, I have no idea what you're saying. Like she just sat there and just bluntly said, I, I don't understand you, I have no idea what you're saying. And then as I started to speak to other people, she was following me around and after I spoke to the others, she was asking the others at the end if they understood what I just said. And I'm like, that is amazing. I'm like, thanks. I'm like, that is subtly brutal. I mean, I don't even have that. My Scottish accent compared to many Scottish accents really isn't that bad. No, but yeah, she had major issues with it. And I'm like, yeah, maybe I just don't grasp the language. Maybe I should just give up. But I, I'm going to move on to a little bit of sad news here, right? Because there's not many times I'll read through the Leaving Game Pass games and get upset, but... There's one in here that makes me incredibly upset. Um, so leaving on the 31st of March, we have Bug Snacks, Destroy All Humans, Dragon Quest Builders 2, Unsold, and Tetris Effect Connected. Like, I've heard, me. like, for all your grumpiness and your bad days, I have never heard you sound so genuinely sad about anything. <laughs> I mean, it, it genuinely does make me sad, and I would say we'll use a twenty percent discount and buy it. I should really just do that, but I do How own have you it. Not uns- bought it. You must own that game on every other platform. 
Yeah, except the Xbox. I don't actually own it on Xbox. It's just on Game Pass because it's always been on Game Pass because yeah, it well, launched now, with the Series X. Now you're going to buy it physically. I don't think you... Can you get it physically on Xbox? Because I know they released some special editions. I don't know if there was an Xbox one. If I could ever now. get an Xbox one, I might see if I could get it physically because I, I feel like because I already own it in multiple other locations, there doesn't seem much point in me buying it on Xbox as well when I play like probably the Ultimate Edition as the VR edition. But anyway, so yeah, that's what's leaving. It's you, Alex. Like you've always. Oh, how have you not bought all three of them? So. There was a limited Because it was run. the one with the Tetris block. Yeah. I I and why did you not buy all three of them? Because they'd have matched. Because I was sensible. That was before I went through my midlife crisis and started <laughs> buying everything left, right and centre. Please you're calling it a midlife crisis before someone else did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was probably a fair, fair reflection of what actually happened. But, yeah. Um, I didn't, and I probably regret it ever so slightly, but as I say, I own it. I own it elsewhere, so it's not the end of the world, but it's a shame to see that go, because that was the game I played most, probably, at launch, when the Series X came out, because it was the first time I had played Tetris Effect, because I'd never played the PlayStation version, um, and fell in love with it there and then. So, it's a wee bit sad. Yeah, it is sad, and to be honest, that's, like, compared to most months, there's some big, bigger games in there, like the Destroyer Humans remake that they did, like, that reviewed well. The bit of it that I played was quite fun. Like I didn't have a lot of nostalgia for it, but I enjoyed the probably the hour, hour and a half I spent on that. Um, I know quite a few, so like Nate and Jason, are quite keen on the Dragon Quest Builders games. So that's another. Do you know what I mean that's another well, well liked game coming off there? And then yeah, the, the yeah. big one is Tetris Effect. Like fantastic game. Anyone who's ever played Tetris should give. Tetris effect to go just because of everything it adds to the experience. Yeah. And I clearly said yeah, that they're all leaving at the end of March, but they're not leaving at the end of March. They're leaving at the end of April. I just don't know what month it is anymore. <laughs> um, but So that's it for Game Pass. So let's move on to this week's topic. And as I alluded to at the front, it's not the most positive topic. So the topic is really the news that we've had over the last few weeks because there's been quite a clear theme and it's very much of Everything just now in terms of the news coming out of Xbox and news about Xbox, the general feeling towards Xbox is that they've kind of dropped the ball a bit. Like, and whether it's because they've been, and I, I read it, I'm sure a headline from Windows Central that says, with Microsoft distracted, the Xbox console experience is suffering. And I read that headline and I'm like, yeah, that, uh, yeah, that's exactly how I felt for the last what. How long has this nonsense been going on? Nine months? Twelve? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, and it's fair. More than um, that? Yeah, and it is disappointing because, you know, everyone was saying 2023 is going to be the year where it starts, the pendulum starts swinging back in their favour, like taking a beating for the last X amount of years, and it's going to start coming back the other way, and it should have. Like, it by all means, like, you know, we should be three or four first party games deep even though it is only the end of April and everyone should be there going oh shit this was worth waiting for and they just fumbled it like almost every week like clockwork there's been a Christ's sake moment yeah and that probably started with what Redfall I think the Redfall announcement when they well, maybe before that, but let's start with Redfall, right? Because yeah, Redfall's the biggest one, I think. That That's the biggest one. How, how can we be in a position where they're launching this first-party game, which has already been delayed for the best part of a year, without a performance mode to run at 60 frames per second? Yeah. I mean, they should have, they should have had that nailed down before they committed to a date. But at the same time, I feel... An, I don't know, this is a weird one because I know how frame rate snobby, you know, you you can be and some of the other guys can be as well, but ultimately I will still play it at 30 FPS and still kind of not really notice or be that bothered by it. And I think 85% of people, especially you think of all the people that have just bought Game Pass that aren't, you know, hobbyists, fanboys, the, the more casual audience, I'm going to give a shit. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's a fair point, but I think I, I will. I will notice, and I think it will be detrimental 
to me and to the extent where I think well maybe I should actually try and make this box thing that I bought and spent money on actually try and run a game like maybe use like a mouse and the, the, what oh, was it? No, mouse, and key- like- no, mouse and keyboard is too far you don't want to no, it, I'm, I'm only kidding. I was never going to use a mouse and keyboard, but I do think maybe I should try and run it on the PC, and maybe maybe that might be a way to try yeah. it and see what it comes yeah. out. But I mean, whether whether people care or they don't, it's a bad look. It's not gone down well to the extent people like they should delay the game. And I kind of feel like would it be worth delaying the game? Well, how, it depends no. how long they're going to take to get a performance mode in there. But surely. And I know they've said they'll deliver it post-launch and they must know how long roughly it's going to take them. So you'd hope that'll be fairly quickly post-launch, like not months down the line, maybe more weeks, hopefully. Um, but again, drop the ball number one, right? And then we had Ghostwire Tokyo come out. <laughs> and I think some of the headlines for this were terrible. Yeah. So you, you think this is a game that's had a full year's exclusivity in PS5, a full year for them to develop and port this to the Xbox consoles, and then it launches in a state which is d- described as worse than the PS5 on the Series X. And what was it they said about the... I'm now trying to remember the word they used for um, the Series S, wasn't it? Um, but it was basically like it was just a mess. Like they just said the Series S was a mess. Like, uh, again, this is your... You might not... When these games were made, they might not have been your first party, but this first party studio release... And they had a full year to port it, whether obviously there's other things going on. I'm not saying that he had a full year just to work on the game, but it should have launched in a better state than this. Yeah, it's not like yeah. they didn't know it was coming. It's not like they were developing the game, they were just porting it. Yeah, no, there's there's absolutely no excuse at this point. And this, to me, is a bigger letdown than Redfall. Redfall will still run, it'll still be playable, it'll still look pretty good and pretty playable to the bulk of its audience. But the amount of people that will not even bother trying Ghostwire Tokyo after all the money Microsoft poured into buying Zenimax, and they're not a small, you know, they're not a massive part, but they're also not a small part of that buyout. For the for this game to perform so badly when you've had, you know, you think what Panic Button have done for the Doom games to make them run on a frigging Switch within a few months of, you know, the PlayStation, Xbox, PC game coming out. If Panic Button, who are comparably a smaller studio, can work magic like that, how is this allowed to happen? Yeah, it's. I mean, and like, I'm going to start banging on the same drum again, and it, and it is that whole distracted thing. I think this Activision Blizzard acquisition has just consumed the high, like. The tears, like your Phil Spencer's, you're above, like the heads of the studios, and everyone is focused on getting that deal over the line. Everything else has suffered, and whether that suffered because there's not been enough guidance, whether that suffered because they've not been, they've not, they've just not taken enough attention in terms of what's going on. There's not been enough governance. There's not been enough, like it's everything's just got a bit too lax because the head has been off the ball. Head has been off the ball. Eye has been off the ball. But something, I mean, I don't think it takes a rocket science to to digest that. I mean, no. this has, and the sooner this is over, the better. And what we're now less than three days away from the final deadline for the CMA in the UK, and hopefully, as that one comes through, everything else kind of starts to just fall into place after it, and we will be over and out of this. But yeah, how much? All I was all I was going to say, sorry, was how much damage has this done? Like everything should have been getting better, but yet it feels like it's getting worse. Yeah, I don't know. It's like. It's done damage, but it's what's the what's the long term damage? Like, it's potentially taken all of the shine, and to be honest, scuffed what should have been the best year Xbox have had in I don't know five, six, probably not even going back longer than that since the three hundred and sixty generation. Arguably, this should have been their biggest year, and they have had so much wind taken at their sails because they've been more focused on. Or what's coming than what's going on. Yeah. It's just, and yeah, it's infuriating. It is. I mean, it is. And, and I, I know I've been really negative here, and I'm like, this isn't me. Like, oh my God, I hate Xbox and Xbox are shit, and I can't, I'm not, I'm selling my Xbox, I'm not doing this anymore, because it's none of that. It's like no fanboyism here at all. It's genuine disappointment. Like, it's coming from a genuinely disappointed position. Like, you want better for the people that have spent money on these consoles. Like, 
most of us are fairly fortunate that we have all the other consoles or at least PCs or something else. But there's plenty of people out there that have had to make the choice and have chosen Xbox. And to be fair, Xbox have let those people down. Like, yeah. I don't think that's unfair to say. No, I don't think so either. And it's, you know, it's telling even looking at like where I've been, where I had a little bit of money come my way that I wasn't necessarily expecting to. And I was toying with like, oh, you know, I could buy, you know, I can use this to buy a PlayStation, I buy a Steam Deck. So I've been looking at the secondhand market for gaming generally. Um, and there are 10 plus times more Xbox Series Xs out there than there are PlayStations. Even as many, I would have said, as there are secondhand Switches. And that's a console that's been out for six years. Yeah. Kind of says a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. And it's it's horrible. Like, it's not... I mean, Xbox was supposed to... This was supposed to be them really taking the fight to Sony. And if they're going to do it, it's going to take another couple of years of build-up, I think, now. This was their big first punch, and they've lost it to me. Yeah. And and I just hope, and let's now try and put a bit more of a positive spin on it, but I mean, we've got Starfield now to look forward to, we have Frozen Motorsport to look forward to, we've got the showcase in early June to look forward to, and hopefully there'll be more things coming out of that, then we'll we'll get the closure in the Activision Blizzard, we'll have all that stuff to look forward to, we'll have a whole lot to come into Game Pass, but they need to get their house in order. They need, they need to have this cadence to keep talking about a first party game every three months. They need to get to that and they need to be good and they need yeah. to be polished and they need to run well. Like this whole Xbox Series X, the most powerful console ever made, like that's a bit of a joke at the minute. Like yeah. if nobody can develop for it or nobody can get games running in the way they should in the PlayStation, even if it has got a little bit less horsepower, it just seems to run the games a bit better. It seems to be a bit easier to get them to run better. That's maybe a better way of putting it. Um, but it it needs it needs fixed and it needs fixed quickly, and I think they all oh not all. I think they need to acknowledge the fact that they have taken their eye off the ball a wee bit. I think I'm not saying they come out and they met defeat, but I think they come out with a showcase and a bit like things have maybe haven't not gotten quite to plan. But here's. This is what the focus has been. This is what's happened. And this is where we're going. And this is why. This is this is what we're spent our time on. Like yeah. come out and actually go. And I don't want to see things we're not going to see for four or five years. I don't want to see any more of that. But you want to at least know what people are working on. You want to know when they're coming. You want to know why they're not here yet. You want to just a bit more transparency. That's all. Be a bit more transparency. Yeah, I think so. I think it's just they'd put too much stock in this is all just going to work and then even more stock in, well, you know, we can fall back on all of the Activision Blizzard stuff, not expecting it to go to the 11th hour to the way that it has. So that, you know, even with the, you know, Redfall's not going to be 60 FPS, but six weeks later, you're going to get Diablo on Game Pass. Yeah. That would have softened the blow pretty, pretty heavily for a lot of people. Or, you know, Ghostwire Tokyo doesn't run, but every Call of Duty in the entire franchise history is free for you now. Would have gone a long way too. And it's like, even if the Activision stuff had been a, this will be our saving grace if it goes badly, it's either backfired twice over for them, or they've just done a bad job. Yeah. There's no, I mean, I can't, as much as I like Xbox, I've wanted them to do well, and I wanted it to be a more level playing field with Sony this, this time around. They they're not going to get there. It's you know we're going to be saying this at the eve of the next console of, you know, are they finally going to get to the point where they can really hold their own now? Yeah, and and I, and I think it's that whole a better Xbox leads to a better Sony, and that's that's true. Like you need competition to drive each other to make each other better, and it felt like we were getting there. And I think one of the things that comes into my head just now is. There's all this think of Game Pass needs to game the price of Game Pass needs to increase because it's too, it's too cheap for the value it adds. It can't be profitable. All this, you know, like I probably agreed with that. I thought they're going to put Game Pass. They're going to put the price up a bit, and I think if things had gone to plan, they'd have got away with that. I think now if people if they come out and say yeah, we're going to increase the price of Game Pass, they're going to be like you having a laugh. Like yeah, it might be the best proposition you've got out there, but you've not delivered anything that you've promised us, and now you're asking us to pay more. Like, it's not as easy a sell as I think it would have been maybe six months ago when everything felt like it was a bit rosier. Yeah, and I think, I think if they're going to do it, and I still, I think they have to, 
ev everything else, that everything else in the industry has gone up in cost. I think they'll do it, but I think they'll do it either in line with or within 12 months of the Activision Blizzard thing clearing because then they can justify it, go, yeah, we're going to charge you another five, you know, five quid a month, whatever it may be. But at the same time, you're getting, you know, all of these massive tentpole franchises across gaming and they're not going to cost you anything now. Yeah. Because even if they equated it to, yeah, it's five or more a month, but you're going to get Call of Duty day and date, which will sell a lot more, will sell people on Game Pass that wouldn't even have considered it otherwise, just because by the end of the year they're paying 60 quid for more games than just Call of Duty. And Call of Duty off the shelf is 60 quid anyway. Yeah. No, I, I totally get your point, but I really hope we're in a position where, right, this, this has been me probably the most negative I've ever been about Xbox, and I hope this is it. I very much think, get to the next episode, Redfall lands, and it has its land to, like, a good reception. Everyone's happy with it, we're enjoying it. We're a step closer to Activision Blizzard, so that's almost over. Um, and everything's, I feel like I'm hoping and this is at bottom and out and then we can just start to be a wee bit more positive going forward because I don't like to be grumpy really you might you might think I do and you might say I've been trying to be the grumpiest one as possible but I really don't like being grumpy mm, I'm not going to say anything I mean you don't, you don't like it but you do it well <laughs> at least I do something really um, but yeah so Xbox please Get your finger out. Sort it. That's all I ask. Yeah. A wee bit more transparency and let's make everything a wee bit better going forward. That's it. Yeah. I've had my moan. All is, I was going to say all is forgiven. All isn't forgiven because we don't forgive that easily. But we'll, we'll give you another shot. We'll let you keep going. Now let's bash some other people because all these other headlines, are they make it look bad for Xbox, but they're actually just people being dickheads Aye. to me. Yeah, pick one. You go. Pick one. Go biggest the, we're going to go with Hi-Fi Rush because, was it Jeff Grubb that this came from? It was, yes. Is it is it industry dickhead, the Ben or the Lewis term for him? Or industry, industry gobshite? Gob That's yes. the one. Industry gobshite shouts his mouth off and goes, oh, Hi-Fi Rush, you know, Xbox unhappy with how it did. And then Xbox come, come out within 48 hours and go, what the fuck are you talking about? It did really well. We're really happy with it. Shut up. And and that was really it because it was it was a whole like non-event. Yeah. Like, so they they said this. Um, Aaron Greenberg came out and said, "No, that's not true. Um, we're really pleased with how Hi-Fi Rush did." And then you're just like, and it, it, it comes. I'm, I'm I'm just going to beat the drum again, but it comes back. Everybody just feels that like they want to give Xbox a bit of a kick at the minute because yeah. they're like the wounded animal. So let's all just pile in. Yeah. Like me, because that's exactly what I've just done. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's silly as well because there's no way Hi-Fi Rush is going to be looked at come the end of the year, especially with the fact that a lot of the other big Xbox stuff this year has been delays, disappointments, features missing. You know, game runs like shit. Hi-Fi Rush came out at the drop of a hat as a new IP, ran perfectly. Is a absolutely brilliant game. Like, I don't know anyone who's played it and not gone, fucking hell, this is cool. Like, you can't, at the end of the year, say that that's been any kind of failure. No. No, definitely not. I would completely agree. I think it's going to be the standout hit of the year for Xbox. It's going to be the biggest, one of the biggest surprises. And I think when you get to the end of the year, I think it could... I think it will be in people's favourite game list at the end of the year. I'm fairly certain of that. But don't just kick it for the sake of it. And you, no. I don't think, and I definitely think what you're kicking it with saying it's not made as much money as expected. It's not it's one that would really be fair point. on that either. That's not really the point. No. no. It's far more about the, how many new Game Pass subscriptions did it drive. That's probably more of an indicator that they care about. And still, even then, at the time when it was coming out, it was like up in the best selling games in Steam. So, because yeah. uh, I remember a lot of the news at the time was it was out selling like Forspoken because it came out the yeah. same site and it was doing better than Forspoken. Forspoken, and I know, I know. Then Square came out and said that Forspoken didn't make the money that they wanted it to make, but it's, that's not they really the point. Shut the studio like, down know. with Forspoken. Yeah. It was that bad. Yeah. So, aye. So, Industry yeah. gobshites need to go in the bin. Yeah. Speaking of people, needs to go in the bin. Twitter. Oh, Elon. Yeah. <laughs> it's 
still, yeah. So the Twitter integration on Xbox DVR on the consoles has now been disabled. Is that, I think that's the term they're using because the new API changes that have come in from Twitter have basically stopped Xbox from being able to like directly share to Twitter from the consoles. Um, or Xbox have chosen to stop, and I think this is due to like, yeah. how the new changes that Musk's brought in and the charges to basically what you need to do to be able to implement it, etc., etc., and they're just like, nah. No, I think, they, like. I think they probably looked at how much it was being used and have gone... I think the figure I saw being thrown around, whether it was related to this or to another... Something else around the API thing. They're talk, he's talking about £44,000 a month for that functionality. And I'm not being funny, but you don't see enough people sharing straight from their Xbox to Twitter to make that forty-four grand a year worth paying. No. I think um, it's much easier to do it from your phone anyway. Personally, because yeah. yeah. any time I ever do it, I do it from my phone. Yeah, it's like it's not. It's yeah, it's just not worth that to them. And I, it's had so little. You know, like you say, Xbox are down, and everyone wants to have a kick. I've not seen anyone really complain at Microsoft for this. They kind of gone well. Yeah, all right, fair enough. Can't say I blame you. Musk's a dickhead. Yeah, it's his fault at the end of the day. That's the way people are seeing it. It's not Xbox letting us down. No. That's that, but I mean, I wouldn't. Of course, I wouldn't pay forty four thousand pounds a day to have this API. But I completely agree. I don't think people use it as much from the console as they do from their phones, and I think they probably have the data there to back that up. Yeah. And to be fair, Xbox is not the easiest thing to do that from in the first place. So that's maybe a reason why people don't use it. Um, maybe yeah. comes in the back of a lot of the news this week where they can abandon that um dashboard experiment that we were doing and making the changes to the dashboard so they were going back to some of the older versions because they were hearing people saying what they were trying they didn't like but i seen another was it Jez Corden came out is it so. there yesterday basically said they've listened to your feedback in the new the new dashboard although not revolutionary it's very very good and it's coming very soon um, so maybe we'll see something come out of that and make things a bit easier again. You never know, you might see a backtrack in this and some better implementation of new kind of DVR tools coming through with that. But I don't know, it's something Xbox haven't been great at for a while now. No, but I still think they're in a better place than they were. Like I remember, yeah. I remember getting an Xbox One out and going, God, this is clunky. And then this the series, like the Series S and X, I've got no problem with them. I think they work well enough. I've never really struggled to find anything other than specific settings, but I'd have that, you know, I've had that with Sony and with Nintendo as well. Um, and if my five-year-old can operate it without instruction, then it can't be that bad. I think people oh. are just moaning for the sake of it a little bit. I think it's very much, I think the issue very much the dashboard has been the same for so long that people just want a drastic overhaul and there's no real need for a drastic overhaul. No, like Sony haven't, drastically overhaul it since the PS3 and Nintendo haven't well they they every console is slightly different with Nintendo it's not comparable yeah. but they've not changed theirs in six years like if it ain't broke don't fix it it works yeah. so leave it alone exactly exactly and well last story of the week that we're going to look at is no Xbox begins trending on Twitter as another game skips, skips the platform at launch so it feels very much of a bit of a habit and a bit of a, um, not a habit, but an unforeseen issue coming around that many games now just seem to not want to release on Xbox. Um, whether it's want, whether it's deals, whether it's who knows what. Um, but Oxenfree 2 was the latest game where it was shown off and dated at the Indie World Showcase on Nintendo this week. So after that, they confirmed what platforms it was coming to. And I think the bigger thing with this was because it was coming to Netflix and not coming to Xbox, everyone was kind of taking the piss. But it's not coming to Xbox. It's not the only game recently that's been announced that's not coming to Xbox. So you've had like some of the ones that quotes in some of the articles seen like the Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters, which that doesn't surprise me because Final Fantasy and PlayStation and Switch seem to work nicely and it's not really been that much of an Xbox game, although some of the games have been on Game Pass and been there. The other one was what Baldur's, was it Baldur's Gate 3, when they went back to the state of play and they said the Xbox game would come, but it was just taking longer to develop and that was where a lot of the rumours came around it because of this whole, if a game comes it needs to come to Series S and Series X and people were having issues developing for the Series S, is that another reason for it? Who knows, but 
people were now starting this hashtag of um, no Xbox because everyone was just starting to skip the console. And just another thing to kick Xbox yeah. further down, if nothing else. Yeah, I can't understand it. Like, I, there's just no... I can't get the logic here. Like, if it wasn't coming to PC, I'd say, well, you know, the Xbox and the PC aren't wildly different. So if you can't, if you can develop it for one, why not both? Um, and... You know, in the case of like Oxen Free and some of the other stuff in there, like the, the Pixel remasters aren't resource intensive. And ultimately, up until recently, you could have put RetroArch on your Xbox and played them through that. If you yeah. owned, you know, if you owned an original copy, I'm not pro piracy. I've got to, you know, before we get cancelled. Um, but yeah, it's not a it's not a power thing here. And it's not a compatibility thing because like Oxen Free is being developed for Steam. Like there's no I it's can't coming understand out of why. Yeah. It's it, it's, you know, you can play this shit on your phone. Like, why? Yeah. I'd like to I'd like someone to upfront ask the developer why. See what they say. I'm pretty sure we'll probably find some people on Twitter out there already doing that, but yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Um and is he it's another kick while down. We'll see we'll see what goes. We'll see if this trend continues. Hopefully it doesn't and hopefully things get better over the coming weeks, months, years, um even. But yeah. But I think Tyler, that's probably enough Xbox bashing for tonight, what do you think? Yeah. That's been I think that's been fairly brutal. And I do apologise, listeners. I'm I'm really not a bad person. I promise. Not a bad person. <laughs> it's just you know, it's easy to be disappointed at the moment. Yeah, but that you is. know. Means and I think if you better, right? Yeah, and if you've listened to previous episodes, you know you, at least I haven't ranted about the the Activision Blizzard um, acquisition. I've, oh, I've, I've just, it. I haven't done it. I've just mentioned it in passing, and that's enough. Um, yeah. But thank you, Tyler. That's it for probably our most depressing episode yet. Um, <laughs> but I promise this is this is it. This is the bottom, and everything is on the upward from here. So please join us in our next episode as we have rainbows and unicorns and all things pretty and it's all it's going to be all bright and sunny going forward i promise right so thank you very much tyler thank you very much to everyone for listening if you like what we do please head over to thecrossplayers.com find links to our discord links to our patreon when you can support us from as little as two pounds per month and thank you very much to all of our existing patrons you really do help us and you allow us to do what we like to do so thank you and we will speak to you all again next time when as i say rainbows and unicorns promise goodbye see you everyone